We'll be joined by Andy Strickland from the Cam and Strick Pod in about 15 minutes. Marty Biron, TSN hockey analyst in the fourth hour of the program. But every Tuesday morning till the end of the MLB season, we're joined by our man, Buster Olney from ESPN. And he's on the line now. Good morning, Buster. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Well, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're talking about a big Maple Leafs trade on Friday night throughout the course of the morning. But I think there's a lot of people who are keenly interested about the Toronto Blue Jays as well. And I know you were down in Jays camp last week when we were speaking with you, uh, I guess around this time last week, and you had the full experience two days down in Dunedin. What were your main takeaways from your time spent with the Jays? A lot of hope. Uh, and I think that, you know, a couple of people I talked to were scoffing at the Pakoda projections for the Jays this year, <laughs> which are at 89 wins. I think 89.6 was the exact number. They're, they're laughing at that. Uh, the, some of the folks I talked to, like, shaking their heads, saying, what are they looking at? Uh, given the lineup, given the, the better balance that we talked about last, year, uh, last week with the left-handed hitters being added, and with that great rotation, which, you know, I, I personally think has a chance to be one of the best in baseball. Well, Buster, it's hard to really second-guess Vegas because they're always usually pretty dialed, but why would people be speculating that Blue Jays are are somewhat of an 89-win team? Is there something we're missing here or something that that they see that we don't? I, you know, and that's a great question because you're right. I, I mean, we have to remember that all those buildings, I remember I, my brother when he was uh, 19 years old came out, stayed with me in Vegas in spring training, and he lost $200 in slot machines in about four minutes. And, and, and I remember him saying, boy, this place stinks. All you do is lose money. I'm like, well, how do you think they built those big buildings, dude? Right. <laughs> um, it's just, you know so when they, when when they when uh, Vegas puts numbers you know when projection systems put numbers on these they're for a reason but that doesn't mean they don't miss in a significant way. Agreed. Um, Agreed. You know when the for the example the Cubs when they took a big jump up in 2015 I, I think the numbers were off dramatically. I remember a few years ago they had the Orioles at like 65 and I think they won 47. Uh, wow. <laughs> and so I that they'll miss sometimes and maybe. You know, with the new rules coming in that we can project better than a you know computer system, how uh, you know how that'll affect the game and how some teams will maybe be at a, in a better place than they were before these new rules. And I do think that, you know, as you talked about last week, adding the left-handed hitter is really going to help the Blue Jays. Uh, on the subject of missing, um, well, missing bats, something that Jose Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi did not do with regularity last year. Wow, what a radio segue. It's almost like this is my job, Buster. But um, <laughs> what, what were your impressions of those two? Because they did come to camp with a different look, right? Barrios has that platinum blonde hair. Kikuchi has the beard. And if you think the Jays have a chance to be a top-five rotation in baseball, I imagine you think there's at least a bounce back coming for Jose Barrios. Am I correct? Yes, Barrios would be the one. Look, Kikuchi is, is kind of who he is in terms of being a pitcher. <laughs> you know, Even if he you know, throws more strikes, uh, he's not going to be someone who's going to shut down lineups, especially pitching in the – American League East, you hope that he gets through the order two times, and I'm sure during the course of the year, if he's not doing that, the Blue Jays are going to be open to adjustments uh, with that spot in the rotation. But they need Barrios because of the financial investment in him to bounce back. It was interesting. I think it was in the Athletic, you know, to hear. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but it was interesting to read about his perspective uh, on last year. 
it really gives you hope that he's completely owning it. Like, he is absolutely saying that, you know, I, I just didn't have the same confidence, and, and he's looking to make adjustments with what he's doing. He was a good pitcher for a long time. It was the reason why the, the Jays made the trade. It's the reason why they spent the money on him. Um, yeah, and I do think there's a good chance he's going to be a bounce-back guy, especially with the balanced schedule and the fact that they don't have to face the AL East lineups uh, quite quite as often as they did in the past. ESPN's Buster Olney is our guest live from, I believe you're at uh, Cardinals camp today in West Palm, if I'm not mistaken. But, oh, what a spot. Yeah, West Palm West is Palm. Uh, it's fantastic. Very, very <laughs> jealous of Buster Olney's current so location. Jealous. But as far as not only what I'm sure you'll hear from the Cards, but we heard it from the Jays, there's a lot of excitement about the new rules around Major League Baseball, which will encourage... I guess a different focus on base running, something we haven't seen in like 20 years, Buster. Uh, the pitch clock, all the balking rules, it'll really speed up the game, and I think it'll make the product a lot better. What has the reaction been around Major League Baseball based on all the camps you visited over the past week or so? Yeah, and by the way, I'm, I'm in West Palm today. It's supposed to be 85 degrees, and then I'm landing back home tomorrow in Montana. It's supposed to be minus 9. Uh, it's gonna be Why are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Find no reason uh, to stay, Buster. Make up an excuse. Flight got canceled or something. Uh, right, exactly. I don't think my dogs would forgive me. <laughs> Good uh, so, uh, look, there is a lot of interest. There's so much conversation about the new rules. Everybody's got, I'd love to be the guy who owns the, the company that makes all the pitch clocks because everybody's got pitch clocks all over the place. You know, yesterday I was in Mets camp, and Max Scherzer was on the mound, and Francisco Lindor was at the plate, and Lindor called a timeout, and Max started yelling at him, that's the one you get! That's the only one you get! <laughs> Fiery <laughs> Max timeout. Scherzer, I love that. Yeah, exactly, with a grin on his face. And, and uh, look, I, I do think that, generally speaking, the changes will be more seamless than what uh, some veterans might think. We should prepare ourselves for a massive amount of complaining uh, you know, public uh, griping about some of the new rules from some of the veterans. But what you're hearing from the young players who played under these rules in the minor leagues is they think it's great. Vinny Pascantino's yeah. the Royals, uh, you know, young first baseman, told me last week he loved it. Carlos Correa told me the other day that the young players on that team have told him, look, you're, you're going to love the pace of these games. Um, I do think the bases, which, as uh, Alex Gore said, they look like giant pizza boxes. Uh, they, they look. They will add a you know not only a different look to the game, but I think a different challenge because the, the longstanding ge- geometry of the sport is going to change, and that's going to be an advantage for fast guys potentially. Maybe some more hits. Maybe you know left-handed hitters without the defensive shifts are going to see a jump. And I do think there's going to be a lot more action on the bases. Uh, last week, Joe Martinez, who's the Major League Baseball vice president, presented uh, all these rules changes to us guesstimated that uh, based on his numbers, and he didn't put the specific figure on it, but he was talking about an era in which there was base running, about 40% increase in stolen base attempts. Um, and so if you're, you know, a guy who's got some speed, and I'm thinking, of, you know, Kevin Kiermaier, I think Bichette would be a guy who could take advantage of it, you know, smart guys, you're going to see more action on the bases in close games, which to me is going to be a lot more fun. Buster, you mentioned the name Carlos Correa, and he was a very controversial player this offseason. He basically signed with three different teams uh, before Anthony, uh, before uh, going back to Minnesota. 
what do you know about that situation? And, you know, what, what were your thoughts on how that whole saga played out? Yeah, so to put numbers on what you're saying, he had an agreement with the San Francisco Giants for $350 million. And then the Giants team doctors came in and said, nope, yeah, we're, we're not going to pass him because we're concerned that in this uh, area where he had surgery eight years ago in his right leg, he's going to uh, you know have problems in three to five years, and there's too much risk in the contract. The Mets that night agreed to a deal, $315 million. Their doctors looked at it. And they said, don't do it. And by the way, Scott Boris has come out and said, well, the Mets just looked at the Giants' medical information. That's not true. The, the Mets threw it to an army of doctors, and they all said there's a problem. Even the Twins who signed him reduced their guaranteed uh, dollar offer to him from 285 to 200 And so when I talked to Carlos about this the other day, and let me tell you guys, he is a smart dude. From what I understand, he got close to 1600 on his SATs in high school, uh, and, you know, I said, I know you well enough to know that you're taking that information seriously. You have medical experts telling you that you might be at risk for, you know, arthritis, you know, three to six years from now. And he said he's absolutely taking it seriously. He said that before he signed the contract, he felt great. He was playing tennis with his sister. He's playing pickup basketball. He said, that's it. That's over. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I, it was interesting to watch him walk into Twins camp last week and how he sort of flipped the switch of, you know, per, perhaps uh, you know being worried about the money that he didn't get in this contract, and to be focused on the Twins and saying, you know what, this is where I am. Let's go. Let's try to do everything he can to win a World Series. It was actually kind of cool to see him, you know, stay in the moment and say, this is my team. I'm not going to worry about what might have been. What a saga the Carlos Correa uh, situation was over the offseason. A future ESPN 30 for 30, directed by. Buster, Buster Olney. Olney. That's what yes. I'm talking about. Uh, Buster, enjoy your final day down there in Florida and you know, soak up the rays for us because here in Toronto there's a big storm coming apparently tomorrow night as well. So uh, the good times, they're, they're coming. Baseball season on the way. That means good weather. And uh, I guess for you, back to Montana. But in any case, as always, we appreciate you doing this for us. We'll chat with you next week. I love talking with you guys. Thanks. See you, Buster. Buster Olney, the best in the biz from ESPN. Oh, West Palm. That sound nice right about oh, now. We were talking last week. What week. I would do to go back. <laughs> remember last week? It's just like, oh, man. Like, what? A, we got the great weather coming up this weekend. It's like five, six degrees walking outside. And then I look at the weather app yesterday. I'm like, oh, 10 to 15 millimeters of, or centimeters of snow coming our way tomorrow night. Great. Fantastic. Well, we had our good run there. It was, it was I was nice. barbecuing in shorts yesterday. Yeah, it was great. It was nice. It was fantastic. It Whatever. was nice. Another month. Another month, and then the weather will turn. The Jays will be back, and the Leafs will be primed for a long, long playoff run, right? Eh, who knows? I hope so. <laughs> I man. hope so, too. I hope, I hope so, so no. too. So we'll get to that. With I know a- what? I'm not a- even going to be greedy, AK. Like, people say Stanley Cup. I just want the joy of seeing them win one round. Just yeah. one round. No, no. That's it. I mean, I, I guess Leaf fans would sign off on one round, right? Absolutely. Like you if, if you're just like you? You're right. You win one round and that's it. It's like, okay, fine. We'll take it. But, you win one round, you take whatever comes from it. Because, yeah. you, you know, at least you, you, you accomplish something different this year. I would hate the fact that, you know, after all this excitement of bringing in a guy like O'Reilly and Ochari and them having another great season and, that it would finish the same way. It would absolutely suck. But, hey, like I said before, credit to Kyle Dubas. He's doing his job. It's up to the players now to do their job. 
and change the, the result. So Orion O'Reilly, Nolachari, they are Toronto Maple Leafs after the big trade on Friday evening. We'll go to St. Louis next with Andy Strickland from the Cam and Strick pod, and we'll ask him the question. O'Reilly, a pending UFA following this season, could there be something between the Leafs and O'Reilly longer term? We'll get into that with Andy Strickland and the latest on Patrick Kane as well. You're listening to the third hour, first up here on TSN 1050.